Hey friend, welcome to Aspirations, the Gentle Giant Fan Podcast. Hey friend, welcome to Aspirations, the Gentle Giant Fan Podcast. My name is Kirk and I'll be your host. This is episode one. Back in June of 2020, Noah Shulman, son of Derek Shulman, the lead singer of Gentle Giant, he had an idea. Back during the pandemic, with all these schools and people putting up virtual meetings and videos of themselves, we were all apart from each other about the only way we could communicate was video and he had an idea why not after 35 plus years of the fans asking for it reunite the band on video and ask the fans to submit their own cover of the song proclamation from the album the power and the glory and i mean most of these fans had been posting these kind of covers on YouTube. And uh, there was a high school choir that did one. There were bassists and violinists and, and all these musicians that were doing covers of Gentle Giant songs. So, and I was part of the Gentle Giant private fan group on Facebook. You know, they would invite you in and as long as you behave yourself, they wouldn't kick you out. Okay, there's about 13,000 members Not all of them participate all the time. And we would share things in the group that nobody else would see but us. And a lot of them were posting these, you know, YouTube videos of themselves or of other musicians they had found um, that were doing Channel Giant covers. And I guess Noah had the idea to reunite the band wherever they were. Um, One was in Wales and somewhere in America. And have them and the fans perform the song Proclamation off the Power and the Glory album. So um, this got announced, I think the first that we really got wind of it was on Pete Pardo's um, Sea of Tranquility, uh, his, his podcast or his YouTube channel, whatever it was, video on YouTube. Okay, he had an interview with Derek and for at first they did the unboxing of a unburied treasure it's a well it's a a giant box set and it cost a lot of money but it was a big deal and uh you know the fans were all wanting to hear about it so pete interviewed him and after they got done talking about that was when derek announced about the video that was coming and uh anyway the fans submitted their videos and um i knew my buddy cj Irwin, who had met um, one of the members of the Gentle Giant fan group, I got to know him, you know, because I'd seen him playing the bass covers and, you know, I, I really liked him. He was funny and he loved the band. 
and there were there was my buddy uh, Bobby Shock who had who'd done you know he'd done a lot of uh, Gentle Giant songs. He's he's a bassist. I mean he plays umpteen instruments. Um, I got to know him because I thought he was awesome. And uh, you know there was others that I'd seen on there. Rachel Flowers. Um, she's played music like with the band. She's played music for the band. Um, she's just amazing. I don't know how many instruments she plays, but yeah, she's awesome. So, I mean, there were people that I, that I knew that were going to be in the video. And, the, you know, they talked about um, the premieres coming up, but I ended up on the road. And I wasn't going to catch it live. So I hurried home and I saw the video for the first time. 30-some musicians and six members of the band. And it just, I mean, it blew me away. It was amazing. I still can't not watch that video. Um, without tears coming to my eyes. And that's the honest truth. And that was where the idea for a documentary was born. And, you know, I, I just thought, there is a story here. And of course, me being a truck driver, having three kids with lots of time on my hands, I would be the perfect candidate to launch an effort to, to do something about this. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it didn't even make any sense, but I, for some reason... I just thought, you know, I can do this. I'm going to say something. I'm going to speak up. You know, I rem you know, I guess I thought, you know, because years ago, um, my wife told me, you know, she had some medical debt out there. Um, we'd been married for uh, a few years, and I didn't really pay attention until all these people, you know, the collectors and so on, started calling. People started knocking on our door. I'm like, man, I got to do something about this. So I, at first, I was, you know, I was to holding two full-time jobs. And that wasn't working. So I decided, well, I always wanted to drive a truck. I could make good money at it. But then I found out how much schooling cost, three, four grand. And I didn't have that. So what did I do? I went out to the truck stops and started hanging out. I talked to hundreds of drivers. I was there, you know, two, three hours a night. I started calling, you know, trucking companies. I probably called 300. I called every school within about 150 miles. Is there a way that I can get funding for this? Can I get finance? Can I, whatever, we'll, we'll you know. And I didn't want to go um, sign myself up to something where they trained you, but you were, you know, you had to work for them a year uh, or they, you know, double the price of, of your license. And I, I did it for nine months. I had no reason to, to really believe that it could happen, but I just got out there and I'm just like, I want this and I'm going to make it happen. And after about nine months of frustrating, you know, seemed like it was going nowhere. I got a call from one of the ladies at one of the schools I talked to. And she said that ADM was giving out scholarships and maybe you should apply for one. Long story short, I was the only one that ever got a scholarship from ADM and I got my license. But I mean, I just, I decided I'm going to move out in a direction, you know? <clears throat> so anyway, so what did I do? I made a post in the group and I, I knew how many people was in the group. And at least I had some earthly idea of what a risk it was to just, you know, blurt this out. But I said, I want to see about finding someone that would make a documentary about the band. Who's with me? Or, you know, you got any advice, comments, anything? And, you know, I got some 
I get some positive feedback, but it's mostly like, yeah, that'd be awesome, dude, and whatever. Well, I thought, I'm going to start my own private Facebook group. And I'm going to try to get the fans from this one to migrate over to mine and join this effort. Maybe if we have enough people that's interested in this, you know, somebody will pay attention. And I started, I, I did dumb stuff. I, I sent Facebook messages to these famous people thinking they were, oh, you know, get this. Why? I really need to get on board with this. I, you know, I did some dumb stuff, but that's what you do. You just do some dumb stuff. You know, back when I was trying to get my CDL license, I'm sure there were some truck drivers like, who is this guy? You know, but that's what I did. So I made the post. I made, I created the Facebook group of my own and I made it private so that I really just wanted the fans from the group to come over. And I had a couple, two, three entry questions. I, I was like, you know, uh, how long have you been a fan of Gentle Giant? Um, how many times have you seen them live? And then another question I asked was, are you a musician? And the answers I got to that question just blew my mind. I mean, yeah, the first question, yeah, there was some that had been a fan for 50 years. They knew the band. They were, you know, friends with the band members. And that was awesome. But the response to the other question was, a lot of these people played two, three, four, five instruments. I mean, so do the guys in gentle giant most of them play at least five instruments you know and that's no big deal i mean anybody can do that right anyway so i thought and you have to excuse me i am i'm recording here in my van which is, sounds really dumb but i'm doing that because i've always heard you get pretty good sound in here and like i said this is my first podcast but anyway how did i get the idea of a podcast i thought once I heard the people that were in this group, I, I started to get an idea of these aren't just, you know, guys that like a band. These are, some of these are people that have really had some amazing experiences, done some amazing things. They've been in bands. They've made documentaries. They've done a lot of awesome things. I said, you know what? What about a podcast? I could have some really good conversation with some of these guys. Get to know what they do. You get to hear stories about, like I said, one guy was a roadie um, for the, you know, for Carrie Minier. Um, there's, there's other guys, I don't, you know, whether I'll get him or not, but you know, there are some guys with some amazing stories that have lived some amazing lives. I'd like to, you know, have a conversation with them, not an interview, just a conversation with them and talk about the band. Talk about, is this a legit idea? What do you think? Hear their ideas. Just get to know them and, you know, let's talk. I'm going to have, like, probably for my first episode with somebody, it's probably going to be a buddy of mine, just to get the, you know, to put my feet out in the water. Because then this is a big thing. You know, I thought, well, just, let's just make a podcast. Well, after two or three times trying to record this, yeah, that was a big reality check. It is not easy to just push record and stare at that little red button and know that there's going to be all these people listening. Some of them from, I mean, good grief. There's people in like Holland and India and, and I mean, just people everywhere that are fans of Gentle Giant. It's a lot of pressure. It's easy to choke. A couple of times my, you know, my throat was burning and I kept wanting to cough. I've had to pause it once or twice here. It's not easy to just get on and talk.
but I guess I, I, I look at it this way. I'm just going to be myself. You know, think of this like pirate radio. I actually did some recording, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. It was me and a buddy of mine. We just had a double tape deck. We would um, play songs. We'd act like a DJ. And it was a lot, it was a lot of fun, you know, and we'd send it off to this guy who actually had a pirate radio station. I, I don't know the whole story about that, but I didn't know who he was, but I knew my friend did this, um, these recordings for him. I was like, oh, what are you doing, man? And he told me about it. I said, oh, that would be so cool. I've always wanted to be on the radio, be a DJ or whatever. It was just fun. I brought my own tapes. Most of it was Rush or Gentle Giant or whatever. And then I would just talk about the songs. And we had a blast. It turns out the guy loved it. He kept asking us to do it over and over again. It's just, you know, to have, you know, to do something fun like this and it just be, let's just have a conversation. Let's just be ourselves. Let's talk about this. Is this possible? I believe it is. Okay. And I, you know, I, I, I thought at first I was going to have a half hour where I told the story of the band and how I got interested in the band and, you know, whatever. We can fill in the blanks about that later. I tried writing a script and that was, you know, that, that sucked. But anyway, so, I mean, I guess, you know, I do have a vision for what a documentary would look like. And, uh, Noah Shulman's fan tribute video. That was what, that was what gave me the idea for all this. I said, there's a story here, you know, I mean, to have, to talk about, um, the stories of these, of these fans that had submitted, you know, covers of the song that had been practicing for months, um, you know, follow their own story. Um, what was their life like? How did they get interested in Gentle Giant? And, and, you know, have the, the payoff at the end of the documentary be the fan tribute video. And along the way, tell the story of Gentle Giant. But it, it would have to be something bigger than that. It was, it was about how music inspires when you don't use music as a means to an end. Okay? And when record companies don't use musicians as a means to an end. When you, you know, like, I mean, you know, the three Shulman brothers, they were in a band that was successful. I mean, I, I can imagine it was, it was fun. You know, that's kind of what they got into music for. They were on TV. I mean, they probably had girls all over them and all this kind of stuff. And Derek told the story about, you know, he, they were playing with a bunch of other bands and the the people in that were watching them were just sitting there eating their scampi and chips as all these bands would come up and one would play and one would get off and the next guy would come in. And I think they just had an epiphany. It's like, I don't know whether they felt like they were, you know, a show in a circus. All these people were eating, you know, I don't know what it was, but something just kind of struck them. It's like, this is not what we want. This is not the kind of music we want to play. I mean, you know, the sixties had brought in, the pop explosion with, you know, the Beatles and whatever. And so everybody started picking up guitars and we're going to play this kind of music and we're going to make a million dollars and girls and whatever, you know, um, and, and, uh, the, the record labels were all for it. They're like, these people will, you know, sell records and we'll make lots of money. Let's do that. 
And so they would try to shape people into these popular, slick, and handsome, and, you know, whatever it was that would, you know, make the girls scream and, and, and things like that, and make them lots of money. And I guess Derek and Ray and Phil decided this is not what we want. This is not what we got into this for. You know, they grew up hearing their dad, who was a professional musician, and he, he would come home with his buddies and they would stay up and jam all night. They were in a house that was surrounded by music, and this is what they wanted to do. But I think they just, I don't know whether they just saw, this isn't what you do this for. And so they broke up the band. And they found, you know, they found Carrie Muneer, they found Gary Green, and they got together and they decided, let's see what we can bring out of each other. What can we do? You know, they had already tried to, you know, they had tried with their label to kind of sneak a song that was kind of branching out from where they were. And, and you know, the, the record label would have nothing to do with it. So they said, this is the only way we, we can do this. And I think that they found, you know, they had seen other bands like Spirit and Frank Zappa just do something amazing with music itself. You know, people label Gentle Giant progressive rock. And at some point that label didn't exist. Okay, if you want to peg Gentle Giant as progressive rock, they didn't set out, you know, it wasn't like they were joining a bandwagon of you know, progressive rock and let's try that. That's not, that's not what they did. I think that they decided that there was something within music itself, you know, and you could love what you did and there was joy and there was creative wonder and you could just cross boundaries and blend musical styles and, and you know, no limits when you, when you didn't have to fit into a box and you didn't have to do something because someone else wanted you to do it. And I think that's what they found and that comes out in their music and they tried to always, um, they would rehearse and rehearse and rehearse, you know, for their shows because they wanted to bring that to the fans and surprise them and not just play line for line what they, what they did on their album, you know? So I guess there's something within music itself. When you do something um, for the sake of music itself, you can find something that is worth taking risks like they did. And the other thing is it's like the pe people get inspired by that. You know, I mean, mystics, mysticism, okay? Mystics have, have, have been around for thousands of years. And it all started off with somebody who had like an inner desire to find something different, something transcendent, an experience, all right? Well, they, they did everything they could. They, they, you know, adopted an ascetic lifestyle or they prayed or chanted or whatever. They did these things to seek that experience. And some of them had found that. And someone else would re read their writings about what they had experienced. And it would kind of spark their interest in that and their inner desire to find that. And I think music in some way, I mean, not to be silly and pseudo-philosophical or whatever, but I mean, there's something within music itself that is that way. Okay. I mean, you can be a fan of a, of a band. You can like, you know, particular songs, but there's something deeper than that. You know, I like some Van Halen or whatever. I, 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 I worshiped Rush for, you know, 
I mean, I've worshipped them for like 35 years. They lost me. They lost me on Test for Echo. After that, I was just kind of like, okay, I'm done. But I did. I was just like, loved the band. Everybody knew me as the Rush guy. All right? And I kind of stumbled upon Gentle Giant by accident. But once I did, it was just like something was different about them. There was like a, I, I don't know. It just, I don't even know how to describe it. It was, it was something special in a way that nobody else was special to me. May, part of it may be the sound of the 70s. You know, all the different keyboards and pedals and stuff that were... And I just realized there's a train. Sorry about that. Hang on. Yeah, Springfield, Illinois. You'll hear a um, train that will start, you know, blaring its horn from, you know... It'll just go on forever anyway. Sorry about that. But I mean... Okay, there was keyboards and effects and pedals and all these things that were brand new. They're making their debut. And, you know, Wakeman and Muneer and, uh, you know, Keith Emerson and all these people were discovering this. And it was like kind of a 70s sound. And I, I'll admit, part of it may be, you know, the nostalgic side of me that I, I just love the 70s sound that they were getting back then. But I really think that their passion for music, it, it, it comes across to you. And I saw that in the fan tribute video. That's the best way I know how to describe that. That's why that was so emotional for me. I mean, not besides the fact that I had a couple of friends, you know, not close, close friends, Facebook friends, you know, I dig them in that we're, you know, we don't know each other, but I mean, still to see them in that video was awesome. But the way, the reason it, the reason it got to me so much because there was so such a close connection for me with the band. Okay, somebody I've never met that I don't know. Anyway, so I believe there's a story there. And the thing of it is, is the idea, I've, I've had some conversations with people, I'm not going to say who it is, but, you know, the, the idea has come up to the band about a documentary. But there's no story there. There's no, you know, it, it's, it's come up. All right. And I think this is the story. That was my immediate thought. I was like, there needs to, this story needs to be told. The story of the fans that are doing this. You know, they went from, you know, I guess relative nobodies. I mean, Bobby Shock has, you know, he's got, what, seven albums on, you know, every streaming uh, service there is, you know, he's put them up there himself. And, um, you know, some of these have had some exposure out there. But for all practical purposes, you know, you take somebody that's been a practical nobody, that just because they are inspired by the band and they love them, they got this this opportunity. And I think the video itself would make a terrific payoff, you know, at the end of the documentary. I just, I think there's a story there. I pitched it to someone. Uh, again, I'm not going to say who it is. And I didn't get, I didn't get the, you know, the, um, you know, when somebody's saying, hey, that's great. And you can tell they think it sucks. I, I didn't get that. I didn't get a no or that, whatever. But I did pitch it to someone. I don't know exactly what they thought, but they didn't say no. 
lost. Anyway, I think there's something really here. So I'm going to try to wrap this up. This will probably be my only episode by myself. Okay, but I just think a podcast is a great way to, like I said, have conversations that are fun and entertaining with other people where they're doing the talking. I'm learning something about them. You know, we're talking about the band and it ties everything together. Okay, the podcast can be like the anchor of what I'm doing. Okay, I've got the public Facebook Facebook page. I've got my own private group. There's, of course, the fan base there on the Gentle Giant fan group. And the podcast ties it together. It's what can get interest going. And so the end result, the goal, is to get a lot of people interested in this idea. And if we can do that, there is a, you know, there's a support there that might get somebody's attention because this will not be me or you doing this documentary if it's ever done. Okay. But it can get people's attention. They could say, Hey, here's a source of crowdfunding. Um, here are people that will go and watch it. Right. That's my idea. Okay. And that's why I started this. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to wind this down and I'm sorry if this is rambling and so on. But I wanted to get the idea across to you, and I just wanted the podcast to get on the air. It's not perfect. It's just me. I hope there wasn't too much background noise um, besides the train that went by. But like I said, I'm just going to be me. I just want to move in a direction, and maybe this goes somewhere. Maybe it doesn't. But I just was like, nothing's getting done on this. I want to do something, and I hope you want to do something too. What you can do is participate. Get on my page and comment. I don't care if you, you know, go, I don't care. Just get on there and post something, comment. Let's have a discussion. Message me. Um, send me an email, Mootown1971 at Gmail, M-O-O-T-O-W-N-1971 at Gmail. Let's talk, you know, let's have a conversation. Maybe you know somebody that would, you know, put a bug in somebody's ear, whatever, but let's talk. It doesn't have to be all about the documentary. It's just like, let's get a conversation going. Let's talk to each other. Let's have fun. Let's share some stories. And I know I could probably learn a lot. Okay. And we'll probably start small with just you know people I know, people I've already talked to. Maybe if this is successful and after, you know, people learn to trust me or learn to trust the show that we're not going to say something weird or ask them a you know, embarrassing question or that we're actually legit. And I get some practice at this and I get better at it and I get my feet under me. Then maybe we'll actually get some really great guests. I mean, the Holy Grail would be to be able to have a, a, you know, talking to people that actually know the band, not to dig into their private lives. Okay. No, but to hear their opinion, to talk about what they're doing, to talk about stories about the band, that the fans would love to hear. That would be awesome. That's going to take some time. That's going to take some trust. But here's the thing. I'm committed. I'm absolutely committed to this. All right. I'm optimistic about this. But I also want to say, you know, this is a fan fantasy project. I know that makes us sound small and it's like, okay, buddy. Yeah, right. Okay. 
I'm just putting it in plain terms. That's what we are. That's what I am so far. But it's not going to be me talking. Like I said, it's going to be me and guests, me and fans talking about this. But just because, you know, like I said, this is a, a you know, a fan fantasy project. All right. Number one priority above everything else that we respect the band's wishes. We respect their privacy. They say, no, turn the lights out and I'll go home. Well, okay, we might have a podcast, but it won't be about a documentary. All right. What's the worst thing that could happen? You know, I think it's awesome that you are joining me. I don't know who's going to listen to this. Okay. I'm hoping there's a lot of people. I hope you'll get interested. I hope you'll just take that leap of faith with me and say, you know what? This is an idea worth talking about. This band is, is worth talking about. Let's do this. All right. I want to give a big shout out to uh, Bobby Shock, who um, will, gave me permission to do, to, do, bleh, to do the bumper music. That was awesome. Anyway, he gave me the, the permission to use his music. And uh, like I said, right now it's just me. I'm not going to do a bunch of fancy editing. I don't have a bunch of equipment. I just want to get on the air. Okay, some of that other stuff can happen. I hope you're not hear, hearing pops and buzzes. This is the way a lot of podcasts start. Okay, but I hope you like what I had to say. I hope you believe in what I'm saying. We can do this. This is totally possible. Okay, it's up to the band, but it is totally possible. All right, so I want to thank you for listening. Um, and I guess I'll just leave it at that. This has been the Aspirations General Giant Fan Podcast. I will see you soon, and long live the giant.